Hello and welcome to SAE Tomorrow Today. I'm your host, Grayson Bulte. On today's episode, we're absolutely honored to have Dr. Reiner Mueller Finkeldie, Senior Vice President, Engineering Technology, Daimler Trucks North America. On today's episode, Reiner and I discussed autonomous trucks and why the conversion to electrification is so important and the role that infrastructure will play in enabling an electric future for heavy duty trucks. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Dr. Reiner, welcome to the podcast, sir. Thank you, Grayson. It's a pleasure to be here and a real honor to be part of your podcast. Oh, thank you. We're super excited to have you here. Daimler Trucks with a 40% market share is impressive, so I can't wait for you to, to pull back the curtain and tell the story of Daimler Trucks. To kick this off for our listeners who might not be familiar with Daimler Trucks North America, how would you describe the name and what role does the company play? Daimler Trucks North America, as you said, is the market leader in heavy-duty trucking in the US. Many people might be more familiar with our brand names, and that's Freightliner Trucks and Western Star Trucks. These are the two brands that uh, we are building and selling our trucks under. And this is all part of Daimler Trucks North America. And Daimler Trucks North America itself is part of even a bigger family, and that's Daimler Truck, a global company and the global market leader for heavy-duty trucking around the globe. Daimler Trucks recently was spun out. It's an independently publicly traded company. What's going to change and what is the future going to look like? Will it now be double and triple down on innovation? No, absolutely not. So what we are doing, <laughs> um, and very exciting times for us in the company. So after having been part of Daimler, the big company together with Mercedes-Benz cars for 135 years, so forever. We now got uh, an independent company. Um, we have bundled all the trucking activities globally in one company that is now called Daimler Truck. It's a publicly traded company on the German stock exchange. And we have presence in all big truck markets around the globe. We are present in all regions of the world. So we have, as I said before, Freightliner and Western Star Trucks in the US, market leader here. We have Mercedes-Benz trucks, part of our family over in Europe. And we have Fuso trucks in uh, Asia um, representing our company. And with those strong brands, we are the market leader in heavy-duty trucking worldwide. And we are very proud, you said that before, to be the undisputed market leader in heavy-duty trucking here in the U.S. When you look at trucks from an aesthetic standpoint, your Freightliner trucks are gorgeous. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I believe it's three years ago, four years ago, the big CES presentation when you were unveiling yeah. the autonomous technology. And the truck looks sexy. You took a truck and made it look sexy. Absolutely. And that's an important part <laughs> of it. So if you look at uh, the conventional trucks here in the U.S. with those big hoods and uh, lots of shiny chrome on it, and uh, a very nice shape. This is really a very appealing product. It's not only a product where our customers do their business with and earn money with our, our product, the truck, but it's also an emotional thing. And if you drive down the road on the highway and you see those really nice trucks, they are very appealing. And our trucks, uh, look at the Cascadia, um, our flagship truck, also looks very very modern and futuristic in its shape. And this is also what should represent our brand, that we are the technology leader in, uh, in truck technology, and that we always strive to have the best technology on our vehicles to enable our drivers to drive safely, 
to drive economically and finally delivering the goods that we all need every day with the least amount of energy and in the best and most reliable way you can think of. There's the great line, if you bought it, a truck brought it. Yes. It's, it's the backbone of the United States economy. Exactly. And this is also our slogan. So we've been working on our purpose over the last years, and we finally came up with one purpose statement. And the purpose statement is for Daimler Trucks, for all who keep the world moving. That means we are delivering the product and the essence for all the people that keep our world and our daily life moving. And the last two years have teached us so much. Yeah? We've all been through this pandemic and we are still in it. What we learned is how important the truck is for everyday life of every person in the country. So it's not only that trucks are used to fill up the shelves in the supermarket every single day, but we were so proud to see when the first vaccines came out that the vaccines were distributed across the country in Freightliner trucks. So this was a very proud moment for everybody in the company saying like, hey, we are not only delivering trucks, we are not only trying to make business and uh, enabling our customers to earn money with our trucks, we are giving something back to the world. We make a difference in how everyday life works for everybody in the country and around the globe. What did your employees feel? Did they feel a sense of pride when the Freightliner trucks were doing good by society and hauling the vaccines out? Was there like a rah, rah, rah? Absolutely. Yes, yes, we can do this. Absolutely. This was like when the video came out, the first pictures, this was shared inside the company. And there was so much pride in what we are doing for everybody in the company. And this is not only in engineering. Engineers have a very strong relationship to the product because they're working practically on designing the vehicle every day, but also everybody around us, also the people in finance, the people in after sales. Imagine those guys, they have been working night and day over the last two years to keep the country moving. They kept all their distribution centers for parts open, making sure that whenever a truck has a problem, blown tire or whatnot, they bring the, the parts, they deliver the parts to get the trucks back on the road to make sure that this country continues to work. It's fantastic. When you when we look at the, the supply chain, the current state, the role that trucks play, there's really been an interesting theme that I've noticed that hasn't really been talked about a lot. Children. Parents are talking to children about the supply chain. Well, there's not a truck available to bring it. To me, that seems like now that you have a parent telling a child, hey, we need more trucks so you can have your Christmas toys, that that would accelerate your business. Are you looking at a massive growth just based on the online commerce boom, the the boom of Costco when you looked at their latest financial numbers of the, the amount of stuff that consumers are consuming and buying? Yes, absolutely. So the demand we are seeing out in the market is tremendous. To be, to be very clear, we deliver the trucks directly to our customers for every truck we can build. Our problem is also we are not only part of the supply chain with our trucks that we are building, but we are also suffering from the supply chain crisis that is happening around the globe uh, these days. And uh, even though we were able to keep our plants open all the time, we are struggling every day to getting the right parts to be able to assemble trucks. And uh, no matter what you're looking at, be it like the chip crisis, yeah, 
we are trying to get our ECUs to be able to build the trucks. But it's also so many other parts that uh, we are short of and uh, we are working with our suppliers night and day um, to get the trucks, uh, the parts to our plants and finally delivering trucks to our customers. The customers want the trucks. They're, obviously, you clearly stated and the, and the markets say there, there's a demand for those trucks. When you look at the demand for trucks, you've got your large class A trucks, then you have like the smaller class six trucks that are looking to be electrified. Is that a market that Daimler's looking to move in the electrification of, let's call it heavy duty trucks? Yes. So we are looking actually at both domains, not only the class six and uh, those, you know, those classical box vans. Yeah, this is maybe the, the first thought everybody has. This has to be electric because those <laughs> box vans, they drive through the neighborhood. Yeah, they, they deliver goods to the supermarket around the corner. And you want this truck to be emission free, zero emission. You want this to be very quiet because it might be delivering during the night. So this is a very natural way of going electric first. But we also work on electrifying and going zero emission for our heavy duty trucks. And uh, we are working and already have delivered some heavy duty trucks that are pure electric with battery. Um, reaching up to a mileage of uh, above 200 miles. We are diligently working on the next generations and are ready to roll out even more improved vehicles in the future. And we see a very good market and business case for heavy-duty trucks that go 300 miles and even beyond that. And we are working on a future technology based on hydrogen fuel cells that has the potential of also in the real long haul applications beyond 500 miles be an alternative to what we are doing today with diesel engines. There's a clear consensus in the market and both in the trucking industry that hydrogen fuel cells for long haul, everybody's waiting. I have friends that work in the trucking yep. industry and they're counting down the days. Okay, come on, Daimler, let's go. We're, we're, we're ready to place our order. <laughs> so you have demand there. Uh, absolutely, and we're working on that night and day uh, to make that happen. But you have to also recognize there is a lot of technical challenge in that. Yeah. So building fuel cells that we had in the past in, in smaller scale applications, having the power that is needed to drive a 40-ton a truck. And uh, there's much more to it. Like, what about a tank system? What about a cooling system that you need in a, in a hydrogen uh, uh, fuel cell truck? But also the focus on the infrastructure. And infrastructure is a major portion for electrification for battery electric vehicles, but also a major impact on the infrastructure for hydrogen fuel cell. And uh, if you're like looking at the situation today, we are working on charging solutions for our battery electric trucks. We just recently, this year, opened the first public charging station for heavy duty trucks right in front of our headquarter building here. So whenever you're in Portland, come by and have a look at what we call our electric island. But this will be a major undertaking for the whole society to build up the infrastructure needed to run battery electric vehicles, but also to build up an infrastructure for hydrogen that is needed for fuel cell vehicles. When the infrastructure scales, do you see the, the truck stops, the, fly, the flying J's, the loves of the world, the large truck stop operators? Yeah. Do you see them putting in the heavy-duty charging, the hydrogen infrastructure, since they're already on those heavily trafficked truck routes? Right. They are part of that, yeah. 
And uh, for the long haul, we will need in between possibilities to recharge or to refuel with hydrogen. And uh, those partners that are also very good customers of ours, you mentioned Loves um, and others, they are already working on their concepts and on implementing the infrastructure that is needed. On top of that, and that's very different to running a diesel uh, truck today, our customers, the fleets, will also need charging opportunities on their own sites. And uh, we are supporting our big customers, the fleet customers, in defining and designing the right solutions for them to enable them to have the chargers in place on their own yards. And uh, also, uh, we are trying to give them some advice what are the right technologies to focus on. You're the right partner for them if they want to make the conversion. Absolutely. And we are, we are their partner today. Yeah, we are happy that they trust us. And uh, this, is, this shows finally in a market share of uh, 40%. But we want to be their reliable partner for all of their needs, also for the future. And it's more than only designing a truck. It's helping them to set up the whole infrastructure, the environment that you need to run an electric truck or a fuel cell hydrogen driven truck in the future. Are electric, you mentioned box trucks, let's say an electric box truck, they're used a lot by the produce industry of moving produce yep. or the fishmongers. Are there reefers available on those electric box trucks yet or is that a feature that's coming in the future? We, we, we have way more than only box van or box trucks uh, applications and uh, you can see that out on the roads like our medium duty m2 vehicles are used by so many vocations that put all kinds of of uh, equipment on those trucks and uh, we besides working on the on highway applications we also look into those vocational applications what is needed to support their business like think about uh, a truck that, that uh, is used for refuse or a, a truck that is uh, used by the, the power companies to, to work on, on their infrastructure. Yeah? This is very special applications that are put in the back of the truck. And we have to supply the right interfaces so that our customers can work with our trucks to put their equipment on. Beautiful. It's beautiful. You're, you're working with your customers to support them to add, to add the reefer refrigeration capabilities. You're working with your customers to ensure there's the right infrastructure. What about autonomous trucking? Are you actively working with your customers? Let's just say Acme customer uh, approaches you, Ryan, says, I want, to do, I want to do autonomous trucking. We want you to solve the problem. We're your customer. Please help us. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I was so happy that you mentioned before the autonomous vehicle, that, that first demo truck that we had on CS a couple of years ago. And I was part of this and uh, was also at the event. And uh, for me, this was really a time and a sign of revolution. So looking into what does autonomous trucking mean is really a big endeavor. And we've been looking into, into that for years. And in the beginning, we asked ourselves the question, how much should we get into that? Is that a topic that has to be covered by Daimler Truck? We looked into, into that, we talked to our customers, and we found out if this is possible, it will change the industry. It might even change the world. And uh, so we said, 
we are not really sure how long it's going to take. We are not sure which issues and, and challenges we'll find on the way. But we, we are getting into it. We are exploring it. We are doing it the first time. And we have the clear target to be number one also for autonomous trucks in the future. And to do that, actually, we are on a strategy with two very strong partners. So first of all, we have a strong internal partner. And you might have heard that um, we acquired a significant uh, stock of, a, of a, a company called Torque, which is part of our Daimler truck family now. Very innovative company that has been working in the autonomous domain for many years. That One of the few of those innovative companies that already have products out there that have been working with uh, real customers for many years. And we are now partnering with them. We work together in our Daimler truck family to make autonomous trucking happen. And second, we were talking to many, many um, entrants into the, the trucking market with the focus on autonomous. You know, there are many startups that came our way and we talked to many of them and we talked to all the companies that uh, uh, were thinking about uh, autonomous drivers for trucks. And finally, we got into very detailed discussions with Waymo and we clearly found out that Waymo is one of the leading technology companies for autonomous technology. And uh, we always try to work with the best. So besides our internal approach with Torque, we have the second approach working as a partner with Waymo, where we are focusing on the truck, the truck that is able to carry a virtual driver. And Waymo is working on their virtual driver to put their virtual driver on our truck and finally together deliver a product to our customers. Why a dual strategy with Torque and Waymo? Was that the board made a decision that we don't want to go all in on what? Was this based on customer feedback or market intelligence? Why was that decision made? So actually, uh, first of all, our principle is to work with the best. And second, if you look at today's truck market, and for example, look at diesel engines today, we have a very good own Daimler internal, Daimler truck internal uh, engine offer. We have with our Detroit brand, the best engines, diesel engines out there. But we are also working with strong partners of outside the company. So you can get our trucks also with very good diesel engines from, uh, for example, Cummins as a very strong partner. And our customers have the freedom to choose if they want to have a truck, a Cascadia truck with uh, a Detroit engine that comes out of the Daimler truck family, or if they prefer to work with Cummins as their preferred powertrain and, and, and diesel engine. And then we are also happy to, to supply them a truck with a Cummins engine. And we are expecting that the, the world of the virtual driver will go in a, in a similar direction. You will have several several offers out in the market for virtual drivers and we are ready to include the best into our trucks and then our customer has the freedom to choose very savvy move to allow your customer 
to choose. I give you a lot of credit. They're very similar to you said with the different engines. I love the tagline, work with the best. That's a very savvy tagline. So if I'm a customer, I want to buy the best. I want to work with the best. So cheers to your marketing department on that. I would love to know, autonomous trucking for a long time was, oh, okay, interesting part of the autonomy market. Now it's the coolest segment of the market. What are your thoughts that truck went, trucks went from being an afterthought to the coolest part of the, the autonomy market? So, so actually, I've been following what's happening in the autonomous domain for many years, right from the beginning. And uh, um, I remember the days when this was all just a research topic and... Uh, in the, the, the old Daimler company, we've been looking into that for the last 25 years. And uh, there, right from the beginning, there has been a lot of aspiration and also excitement about the technology. But we learned along the way, there's lots of challenges to finally make it happen. And I think everybody, no matter who you look at, has made that experience. The focus in the beginning was always about that, you might call that robo-taxi. So fully autonomous vehicles that uh, you can use as a taxi inside the city. And trucking was not really on the agenda. Two things happened or everybody found out over time that changed that. The first one, the traffic situation inside a city might be the most complex situation a vehicle might face. And now as we are all aware of the challenge uh, that is there, um, if a virtual driver has to cope with all the uncertainties and all the situations a vehicle might encounter, the inner city might not be the easiest first application to, to really cover in a safe manner. If we're looking at trucking, our trucks, at least the long-distance trucks, spend most of their drive, time driving on highways. And uh, so we looked into it and found out like, if we are able to fully automate the stretch on the highway, including how to get on the highway and off the highway, there is really a lot of interest out there at our customers in the market, because this is the business they are doing every day. And I think that's obvious to everybody, covering the situation on a highway is by far easier than going to downtown New York and trying to go through the craziness of the traffic down there. So first thing that happened. Second, looking into just the financial numbers. And if you look into what is the financial benefit if you take the driver out of a taxi, or if you look into what's the financial benefit if you are able to take the driver off the truck on the stretches on the highway, you find out that the trucking business case is really attractive because a significant amount of the total cost of ownership is actually in the money our customers have to spend for paying the driver. And now let me directly touch that. Some people might say like, oh, you are eliminating jobs. Like what about truck drivers? If you're looking at today's situation, we have a tremendous lack of drivers. There are by far not enough drivers out there, not in this country and also across the globe. Also, if you, for example, look at Europe, there is a tremendous ask for drivers and our customers don't find enough drivers. 
So if we are able to automate portions of the transportation that is happening long distance, we bring a benefit without a single job being deleted from that. And that's a tremendous uh, opportunity for the whole transportation industry to scale up to the needs that we all have as customers buying our, our groceries in, in the supermarket and being able to scale up despite the driver shortage that is happening out there. And uh, so autonomous trucking is a very attractive case in terms of being able to achieve that in a safe manner in the environment and uh, traffic environment our vehicles will face out there and in terms of finding a very attractive business case for our customers. The economics of autonomous trucking are night and day compared to, to the robo-taxi. Absolutely. The jobs issue, it's going to create jobs. You're going to have the individuals going to have to set the LIDARs. It's going to have to inspect the truck. It's almost a, a pre-flight inspection if you're going to go on an aircraft. Absolutely. There's all these new jobs that are going to be created. Yes. And on top of that, the last mile delivery from that hub that is close to the highway uh, that is served by the autonomous truck, but then delivering all the goods to the final destination, this will be for very long time still need lots of human drivers because human drivers are way better in doing that last mile delivery. And just imagine the job profile of, of a truck driver. Today, many of the truck drivers spend days and weeks out on the road, have to stay overnight in, in their truck, be away from their family and their home for a long time. In the future, when we can cover the longer distances on the highway with autonomous vehicles and the truck drivers focusing on delivering the goods locally from the hub to the destination, uh, the truck drivers can sleep at night uh, at home every night and see their family every night. So that will make the job of a truck driver way more attractive than it is today. And on top of that, you mentioned that we will need very skilled people that make sure that the whole environment that is needed to run an autonomous vehicle, an autonomous truck out on the highway, is safe, that we follow all the protocols that are needed to release a vehicle, to make the necessary checks in terms of is, is everything okay on the vehicle, do the maintenance and things like that. And that's a totally new job profile that will create new jobs. It's going to be a fantastic opportunity for an individual that wants to go to vocational school or, or wants to enter the industry. You highlighted this and you kind of danced around it, but I want to point out the quality of life for the drivers will go up exponentially. Absolutely. Even the health benefits where a lot of drivers suffer from diabetes or health conditions because they're not able to get the proper amount of exercise. Now with what you're creating with your two partners, Waymo and Torque, those drivers will be able to get the proper exercise and the proper nutrition that they need. So you're doing really good from a health perspective on society and you are creating jobs. So to me, it's a, it's a complete win-win. Yeah, I see it exactly the same way. I thank you for, for sharing that. Yeah. When I look at autonomous trucking, I see one challenge that is yet to be discussed and overcome. I'm a kid and my grandfather's got a CB radio in the car and I'd see the truck go by and I put my arm up, I go honk, honk. And, and, the, and the driver would, would honk back and we called it the honk game. How will autonomous trucks be able to play the honk game? I have to be honest about that one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I cannot offer a technical solution for the honk game today. But you, you are touching a, a, 
um, a, a very important point, actually, because if we are looking at what is needed to get a, a, an autonomous truck out on the road, it's way more than just covering the normal driving situation. It's way more than just keeping the truck between the two, two uh, white lines on the road. If we take the driver out and to do that, we have to cover all the situations that are today handled by the human driver. And the human driver today is using all his senses to, for example, find out if everything is okay on the truck. Yeah, Like he will recognize that he has a blown tire because he will hear that. Yeah, And uh, he will recognize that there is a emergency vehicle coming from the back and that he has to pull over to the right. And for making an autonomous truck happen, we have to make sure that the truck itself with all the sensors that are in there is able to identify the situation and act accordingly. And that's a major challenge beyond only keeping the truck on the road, following the lane and controlling the speed. So there's way more to that than only the driving portion. And then what role will redundancy play in enabling autonomous trucking? Same, same topic as mentioned before. Today, if you're asking about what's the redundancy today in a truck, it's actually the driver. Like, look at the steering system, yeah? We have assisted steering, power steering in a truck, obviously. But when the pump fails or there's another failure in the truck, you still have the mechanical uh, uh, connection to the wheels from the steering wheel. And the driver with a little higher forces is still able to fully control the vehicle. So he is part of the redundancy system. Same thing um, with the brake system. We have highly sophisticated electronic brake systems today. If there's a failure in the system, like the ECU has a, has a failure and uh, simply drops off, the driver is still able with reduced functionality, but still able with a little more force on the brake pedal to bring the truck to a safe stop. Now imagine taking the driver out, putting in a virtual driver, a computer only. All of a sudden, that redundancy is no longer there that is covered today by the driver. So we went through every detail of the truck and figured out how do we replace that human redundancy today with electronic and electric systems that make sure that every system that is safety relevant has a redundancy to make sure that the truck is always in a safe state no matter what happens to the truck. So what we what we are putting into the truck and that's needed to put in a, a virtual driver is we will have redundant steering. We will put really two electric motors on the steering. So if one fails, the other one will kick in. We, we are developing together with our partners a redundant brake system that uh, we develop with our partners. So to make sure when everything, anything breaks, like a brake ECU, we have a second system in place that takes over. And we have a redundant power net. If a cable breaks or some ECU has a problem, we have a redundant second full power net that is able to supply the electric power to everything in the truck to make sure that the truck is always in a safe state. 
that says spells trust. Redundancy to me spells trust. Yeah. How do we educate the consumers when a Daimler or Freightliner autonomous truck is going down the road that Mr. or Mrs. Consumer, this truck has redundancy in here. This truck was built to operate safely and efficiently. How do we get that message across to the public? You're mentioning a very important topic because making autonomous vehicle happen is not only a technical challenge to work on all the technical challenges that are out there, but it's also that we have to educate everybody in society that they can rely on having a safe vehicle out on the road. And uh, we've seen that in, in many cases that some people might get afraid of saying like, this is a robot driving a, a truck or a car. And that always so sounds so unemotional. That sounds so scary. A robot taking decisions um, out on the road. What we have to educate everybody and bring that also into a public discussion is all the measures that we are doing to make sure that an autonomous vehicle is safer out on the road than a human-driven vehicle today. And we are all aware today thousands of people are still dying every year out on public roads in accidents. And our clear ambition is to reduce the number of hurt and also killed people out on the streets dramatically. We have been pursuing that for the last 30, 40 years already. I think we came quite away already, but the whole topic of autonomous trucking is another contribution for us to strive for zero accidents out on the roads. You have to be clear, zero accident is never achievable, but it's a very aspiring target to aim for. And uh, our thinking is always, you have to reach for the impossible to make the possible happen. So this is why we are saying our target is to go zero accidents out on the road. And uh, this is a target we can always follow and trying to get closer and closer uh, with all the development steps that we are taking. Imagine you have a, a million miler driver with zero incidents, zero crashes, zero accidents, and then you have an autonomous truck, a million miler with zero accidents, zero crashes, zero incidents. That's a beautiful harmony. That's really what, what we want to achieve. And it, it's benefiting everybody. When you look at benefiting society, education plays a large role in that. Robots are cool to a lot of children. Engineering is cool. How do we encourage more children to say, you become an engineer, you could work with Daimler one day to build an autonomous truck. What can we do to encourage more children to get into the field of engineering? Very important topic that, you, that you're mentioning here. And uh, I have to say, um, I got three kids of my own yeah, um, in, 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 the, in the age range from, from 8 to 14. And actually, this is a topic we're also talking about at home. Most probably, my kids have a more direct connection to that because her mom is an engineer and her dad too. So uh, they <laughs> have quite some exposure. But for me, what we can tell kids and students, if you want to make a difference in what you do in life, how you spend your time coming into the automotive world and coming into the trucking world is a very good step to do because you can make a decent living here 
We have uh, very interesting jobs in, in terms of salaries we are able to pay and we have very, very reliable and, and long-term jobs here. But it's not only about money and it's not only about having a, a nice life. Two things we can, we, 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 we always have to focus on. If you work, for example, in engineering at Daimler Trucks North America, first of all, you have the chance to really innovate, do something new, get your own creativity realized in a product and being able to experience that product yourself, sitting in the truck, also sitting in, in an autonomous truck as a co-driver and experiencing your ideas, your creativity really working out there on the road. That's a great moment for, me, for an engineer and I think for everybody. And the second thing I'm always trying to tell everybody who is thinking about, should I go for, for a career in engineering? You bring something good to the world. If you're working uh, for, for future trucks, you make the world a safer place. You save lives with everything we do. Look at our autonomous activities, but also our safety systems that we already have today in our trucks. These systems save lives every day out there on the road. And is there anything better you can do with your lives than finally saying, we saved some lives. That's a great thing. Yeah. And second, and that's the other portion of it, it's not only about safety on the road, but it's also about our environment. And this is such an important topic for all of us to make sure that this planet will stay healthy and safety on the long run. And if you get into engineering in trucking, you can really make a contribution to making traffic even less pollutant than it is uh, today. And you can strive for zero emission and by that help the climate crisis of the planet. So there, there's lots of good reason why people should really consider if this is not the right industry to work on. And there's a bright future in trucking. I'm very convinced about this. There's definitely a bright future in, in trucking. The individual that decides this, they become an engineer, they have a positive impact on society, they can help reduce CO2 emissions, they can do a lot of really great things. And, and when they get around, and if they choose to have children, they could, they can play the honk game with their kids, because perhaps right. they invented, they invented it. And they can, and then, then their children want to become engineers. And all suddenly, the world's full of engineers building beautiful products that are having a positive impact on society. Putting this all all together, Reiner, what is the future of Daimler trucks? So the future of Daimler truck for us is, and uh, just want to mention again our our purpose for all who keep the uh, the world moving. Our future is we want to have a significant contribution for the health and safety of the planet. And second. We always put customer first. We have our customers in focus and we want to support our customers to making the transition happen towards a zero emission transportation industry and towards an even more safe traffic out on the road. That's the future of Daimler Truck. We are very well aware of all the challenges that we are facing, the whole transition of the industry from conventional uh, powertrain technology today to electric in the future, be it uh, battery or, or hydrogen driven. And second, 
the transition from a more mechanical piece in the past, and mechanical will be always an important topic of a truck, but the addition of software and functionality that is growing and growing in the importance for our trucks. This is the journey we are on, and this is what we see as the future of our company. The transition to zero emissions will be driven by engineers with a, with a drive, a passion, and a vision because they believe in something and they'll work long hours to do what's right. And as we look to wrap up this insightful conversation, what would you like our listeners to take away with them? Because me, I've learned a lot and this has been fun, but what would you like our listeners to take away? Uh, first of all, and a very, very personal note, yeah, realizing and understanding that trucks are not only an investment good, but uh, can be very an exciting and very emotional topic to work on. Second, technology is a very important part of the future of transportation and trucks play a major role in transportation today and will be in the future. And maybe third, we are ready to tackle the transformation. That's a major undertaking for all of us. It's way beyond Daimler truck only. It's the whole industry. But uh, we have the right recipes. We have the right people to do that. We have the right technology. And it's an exciting path to be on to make that happen. And as I said, make the, the world uh, a safer and healthier place to live in in the future. I'll sum it up this way. Trucks are cool. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Ryder, thank you so much for coming on SAE tomorrow today. Because as I said, trucks are cool. But today is tomorrow. Tomorrow is today. And the future is Daimler Trucks. Ryder, thank you so much again. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to SAE tomorrow today. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, please kindly rate, review, and let us know what topics you'd like for us to explore next. Be sure to tune in next week when we sit down with Chuck Price, Chief Product Officer Too Simple, as we discuss the future of autonomous trucking and the autonomous freight network. SAE International makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information presented in this podcast. The information and opinions are for general information only. SAE International does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast.